Good morning again. I have the privilege of serving a congregation named after Abraham Lincoln, one of the great presidents as we reckon them, a person who infused certain events throughout his tenure and his lifetime with a spirit of earnestness and decency, something to be celebrated on special holidays such as the 4th of July. Abraham Lincoln, in his inaugural addresses, in his Gettysburg Address, spoke to the heart of what is the American creed, a belief that this nation has been founded upon particular principles and purposes, that we are dedicated to propositions to uplift all, not just the select few, but that the goodness of this land, the benefits are for all within its borders. But we are reminded, especially during the spring and throughout the summer, that not all people have been welcomed equally into the American creed, let alone embrace the American ideal. Years and years ago, Langston Hughes wrote, I too sing America. I am the darker brother. They send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes, but I laugh and eat well and grow strong. Tomorrow I'll be at the table when company comes. Nobody will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen then. Besides, they'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. I too am America. I think that those are very potent words for this particular 4th of July as we consider the waves of protests which have swept across this land and how there's been a convergence of peaceful protest against the death of various individuals, most recently George Floyd, but also Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Emmett Till, Brianna, and so many other individuals, so many other people who died violent deaths recently and not too recently because of the color of their skin. We know that in this town of Springfield that there was a terrible race riot in 1908. Several individuals were murdered, people of color, killed, and at the root of that riot was a lie. Blood was shed here in Lincoln's hometown and there were copycat riots spread like wildfire across these United States, from Chicago to Tulsa. Large segments of housing burned down, huge swaths of people forced to flee, a terrible crisis during various summers, while at the same time, almost Without a sense of irony, many segments of the American population welcomed the 4th of July, welcomed this time of year to celebrate freedom. Indeed, as people of faith in the liberal tradition, we know that freedom and liberty are highly prized words within our tradition. To be a liberal, as we understand it, is to be a person who is open-minded 
gracious, broad-minded, those who welcome others to be inclusive. This is a great aspiration and indeed one of the hallmarks of this tradition that stretches back hundreds and hundreds of years. And we have told ourselves, as Sophia Lyon Foz reminded us in the reading, it is important what we believe. And so in many Unitarian Universalist congregations, for decades, especially since merger, we have celebrated the principles of religious freedom and liberty. And for many of us, especially in the earlier days of the movement, we understood that freedom was freedom to think and to choose our ideals to choose how we will believe, to choose the language that we will express those beliefs, to choose to subscribe or not to subscribe, and to take satisfaction in the knowledge that there was none who could compel us to do otherwise. We are reminded that such words as the word heretic is an old word that means literally to choose. And so we smiled at the word and called ourselves the happy heretics. But in the decades since the merger, we have now proceeded into the 21st century, and we are being compelled to reevaluate our understanding of certain basic words like freedom and liberty and how it relates to our religious tradition. The protests of this spring and summer reinforce the urgency. We understand that the mission of Unitarian Universalism, of this faith, and of kindred faiths which are in alliance with us, is not simply and solitarily to promote the freedom of thought, but to persuade us to use our gifts and our privileges, to use them as levers so that we might undo the bonds that are economic, political, and in terms of violence, which have been used for centuries to keep other peoples in bondage. We do have a very good track record, especially in recent years, of being mindful of those who have been LGBTQ and working for marriage equality. We worked very hard at that. We have understood that women have been kept in a place below the privileged male. We have understood that a cis white male such as myself, has, despite whatever obstacles I or you may have had to face in life, still, when you compare that to the obstacles faced by a person of color, is quite different, and that we have had an easier time. For many of us, that has seemed an outrageous assumption to claim that knowing full well our own history and the history of our forebears, to say that we were people who enjoyed privilege, but as we consider other people's struggles, we are left with the conclusion that yes, indeed, in fact, our lives have been relatively easier. And then the question to us becomes, again, as people of faith, what to do? Do we retire to our libraries and reflect upon grand ideals? Do we read tomes and discuss amongst ourselves over coffee what are the perks and privileges of being a religious liberal? Or do we dare to pull ourselves out of this position of comfort and of privilege and to lift up other people 
to take a step back and to let, let other voices fill the halls and to fill the arenas and to march side by side with our brethren, sisters and brothers, and especially women and people of color, and to make a safe space for them to lift up their voices and their concerns, which we will discover may not always coincide exactly with our own. This has been a particular season to learn and to grow for me. I have participated in a number of rallies and protests here in Springfield, and I suppose that many of you have also done the same in Peoria or wherever you happen to be listening from. It is a season of stretching and growing, and it's not a comfortable place, especially for a white religious liberal. But we understand that our calling in this 21st century is to be not only an ally, as we understand it, but to work side by side and to be co-conspirators, is a happy phrase, with other people so that they can advance their own dreams. Over 50 years ago, Martin Luther King stood and he spoke eloquently about the need to urge his liberal peers to move, to act, rather than to caution and to ask his, uh, his brethren to wait. How long must we wait, he asked. Today, many people are saying, how long must we wait? And for many people, the answer is we've waited long enough. And this question and those answers are actually some of the deeper theological questions that have been asked throughout time and history in different traditions. You may know that in the Jewish tradition, the question has been asked, if I do not stand for myself, who do I stand for? And if I stand only for myself, what use is that? The same question must be asked of ourselves at this moment in history. We understand that this is a movement and that we are continuing to evolve as we understand not only the message but the mission of Unitarian Universalism. And we understand that the pressures that have been felt so keenly by so many other people for generations is at a point that is at a breaking point. We have heard some people denounce those who protest, who have denounced the phrase Black Lives Matter and dismiss it as something treacherous, as something awful and evil. But those of us who have been involved in the liberation of other people as well as our own minds understand that this new calling is something sacred and that this is a new threshold of our understanding of Unitarian Universalism, which in fact intersects with the origins of our movement in the 1950s. Some of you will recall that in 1965, various Unitarian and Universalist clergy and lay people were called to Selma by Dr. King to agitate, 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 in the words of Frederick Douglass a century before, but to agitate and to show solidarity and by their presence to show a nation and a world that the white liberals stood by and marched and were willing to suffer 
outrageous violent outrageous violence that could be meted out by the law enforcement officials of that day. But they understood that the American creed as embodied in the Declaration of Independence, as well as the words of Dr. King, as well as in the words of Abraham Lincoln, were irresistible. And that we stand upon the threshold of a new birth of freedom. It has been a new birth delayed for well more than a century. And as we enter further into this weekend, recalling not just the glories, but also the unfinished task of the American Revolution and of the Civil War, that our destiny is bound up with so many others, and that we can respond to this call with, with full faith, with our hearts and minds, with our words, with our actions. And maybe not complete the work, but to continue it, to further it, to rededicate ourselves and this movement. Your congregation, my congregation, and the other 1,000 Unitarian Universalist congregations across these United States and all of our kindred allies from various denominations to respond with affirmation to that calling, to support, to bless, to work, and to dedicate our lives, if need be, to this unfinished work so that all may be free, not just in thought, not just in mind, but in actuality indeed. I thank you very much for listening this morning, and I look forward to the next occasion when we can meet in person. Thank you. Again, it has been a great privilege to spend this time with you. For my closing words, I turn to the words of my colleague, Laura Lynn Bellamy, who wrote, If here you have found freedom, take it with you into the world. If here you have found comfort, go and share it with others. If you have dreamed dreams, help one another that they may come true. If you have known love, give some back to a bruised and hurting world. Go in peace. Amen and blessed be.